Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. This teaching is from the series Habits of Grace. In this series, we look at four ways given by God so that Christians can enjoy Jesus through the spiritual disciplines, receive His grace, and experience the joy of a growing relationship with Jesus. Scott's going to jump up here, and he's going to be teaching on fellowship. And I just want to say, by way of introduction, uh, most folks here know Scott since he's an elder in our church. Uh, he was set in a number of months ago. I've known Scott since long before he even came here to the church. We were friends, and uh, and he actually had taught at some previous churches, but this is his first one since he's been here at Bay Ridge, and he's going to continue to be helping us through understanding the habits of grace and is going to be teaching us on uh, the idea of fellowship. And as he and I talked about this, is something he's definitely been thinking about quite a bit, which is what's happened to every one of us as we've been working through these. So I encourage you, give him your attention, and let's hear and learn about uh, how we walk with God through the habit of grace of fellowship. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? So you would think that fellowship is something that's pretty basic, pretty easy, like Brett couldn't get you to come back in and you know, finish talking as Karen and Greg walk up really late. Um, <laughs> um, but it's just it's a whole lot more than that. So it's, it's, it's my goal at the end of this that when we're done that we see fellowship kind of in a different light. It's more than, than having coffee and tea and, and those kind of things. It's, it's a much deeper relationship that we're after. Um, so my job is to talk about fellowship as a means of grace, uh, something that's going to uplift you and encourage you and bring you forward in your walk with Christ. Before I do that, I want to tell a little quick story. Um, it just happened to me this week, and it's kind of funny. At least I thought it was funny. I was on vacation all week in North Carolina at the Outer Banks in a wonderful beach house, just steps from the beach uh, with very close friends and family, having a great time, and really not thinking about this a whole lot. I prepared most of this. It was done. And I'm not the type of person to get super, super nervous about things, um, but I'm nervous about this. I'll be perfectly honest with you. And I know because of what happened on me on Friday morning. Friday morning, I'm around 7 o'clock, I wake up and I hear the pitter-patter of Mayhew children through the hallways. They have a lot of little girls, they're here today, um, they actually go to Severn Covenant Church. Um, they're running all through the hallways and I'm kind of half asleep, half awake, half asleep, half awake, going back and forth. I start to dream. So I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming that I'm waking up, it's Sunday morning and it's 9.55. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be here in five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I was nervous. So I look over to my wife in bed in my dream, and I'm like, babe, we're late. And she's like, I'm not going. <laughs> so you all know my wife, that's not gonna happen. But she's like, I'm not going. Well, like, I gotta go. So I run in the other room, I turn the shower on, I run back and sit on the side of the bed, and I go to take my socks off to get ready to take a shower. So I take my socks off, and there's another pair of socks on. I take my socks off, and there's another pair of socks on. I do this like 30 times. Like 30 times I'm taking socks off my feet. So I'm a little bit freaked out. So at this point, my wife's like, you know, she sees that I'm all riled up. And she, she kind of wakes up in my dream, and she says, what's wrong with you, buddy? What's going on? And I'm like, I can't get my socks off to take a shower to get to church. It's 9.58 now. We're late. I'm not going to be there. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody's going to be able to do it. It's just it's a total flop, a total fail. So, you know, that's just a funny story of, of what happened to me. I just wanted to share that because... I'm a little bit nervous about being up here, but I know that this fellowship will give me a lot of grace. <laughs> um, what I'd like to point out this morning, the text that we want to use this morning, 
is Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Um, so let's hear the word of the Lord and what it has to say to us. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Okay, God calls us together. God brings us together. Fellowship is a gift. Fellowship is a gift. Our brothers and sisters that come here every Sunday morning, even though mornings you don't want to get here and you don't want to be here and, and it's hard to, to do, it's a gift from God. When you leave this meeting, you should feel a lot more charged up. Your battery should have been charged. You should be ready to go. Okay, if, if you're coming into this meeting, you're engaging in fellowship. I know a lot of times we think of fellowship as a lot of other things. It's a, it's a lunch, it's a dinner, it's hanging out with friends, it's, it's all those different things. This meeting is our main course. This is it. This, this meeting, we come together and we are focused. And that focus is on Christ. Um, so as I prepared this, you know, I, I was trying to think of that funny story that God gave me. I was trying to think of an inspirational story, think of something that uh, would have been, uh, draw us together, bring us in, kind of rile us up, get us excited about it. And, you know, we've all heard those stories and they're all great and they're all wonderful, but God didn't really pull me that direction. Uh, he wanted me to remind you and, and he reminded me of our forefathers in faith. Uh, you go back to the first Christians, you go back to the beginning, back to AD 70, back to when this was written. Uh, these guys were fired up about Jesus. They were fired up about their relationships with one another. Uh, they, they were excited. They were truly excited to get together, to gather together, to pray together, to read the word together. It was their everything. It was their draw. That's, you know, 100% of what they were was, was chasing Christ. Uh, 2,000 years later, plus, you know, here we are, and our commitments are very fragmented, uh, very limited. Uh, I do not want to allow you into all of me. Uh, I want to give you a piece. I want to give you a fragment. I want to give you a slice. I want to let you know the good side, the, the little part of me that um, I think is cool. All right? Yeah, I think. I mean, I know I'm not cool. My, my kids tell me that all the time. I'm old. Um, <laughs> we don't want to allow people in 100% to who we are because we're scared. We're scared that all the filth, all the muck, all the mire, all of what we are will be seen. Uh, we don't want to allow people to see that. We want to we give small pieces and small fragments. We don't want to be all in. We want to sit on the outskirts, sit on the sidelines, allow other people to do things, allow other people to really truly enter into fellowship, we're scared to do it. it it's, I mean, I'm scared to do it. I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a scary thing. It's, it's, a, it's a step of faith. Um, another quick story about me. I'm sorry to talk about me so much, but the way it goes today, I guess. Um, a year ago, just a little over a year ago, July 14th, 2016, is the day that I went in and got back surgery. Um, that, was a scary, that was a scary time for me. Uh, I went in and had my back cut open. Uh, the doctor says to me, you know, I believe this is the problem. Can't really 100% tell, but I'm like 99% sure that this is it. 
I'm going to go in, I'm going to fix it, but uh, there may be more. So if I go in there and there's a huge mess of stuff going on, I need to fix it. So for me, at that point in time, you know, that's, that's not, a, not a wonderful, nice place because the kind of work I do involves me being on my feet most of the day. Um, it involves me, you know, a physicality to it that I have to be able to do things. So, you know, where, where am I going to... Where am I going to be if this happens? If this, if this doctor, you know, finds all this other stuff, all of a sudden I've got, you know, a million dollars worth of medical bills, a house, a family, and all these things, you know, where am I going to turn? Where am I going to go? You know, I'm fortunate to be able to turn to my family first, but am I living a life open up enough that I can come to the fellowship of believers and say, this is what's going on, this is what's happening, this is what's going on with me? Um, so it's just kind of a challenge, just kind of a thought. Uh, where, where are we? Where are we exposing ourselves to? It's not about, it's not about what they're going to do with it. It's about what you're doing with it. This is, this is your habit of grace. So are you opening yourself up enough? All right, it's, it's a step of faith. Uh, our love for Christians should not be limited. Um, it shouldn't be limited to a few close friends. Um, it tends to be the way that we work. Um, I have very close friends and family in this congregation, and I'll be very upfront, and it tends to be where I'm drawn. It's, it's easy. It's easy. It doesn't, it doesn't involve me to have to stretch myself. Um, but our view, of, our view of fellowship should be to the church universal. It should be to everyone, everybody. Uh, new believer walks in the door, a new guy gets saved up here. You know, that's part of God's family. That's part of God's family. That's part of who we are. And we should run to embrace that. We, sh we, shouldn't, we shouldn't just say, okay, well, I've got my corner. This is my five guys right here. You know, and somebody else can figure that out. You know, it's, it's very important that, that we see fellowship in a, in, a, in a light that it's a call. It's an action. It's something that we need to do. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about fellowship as a means of grace. Um, First, first thing to do with that really is to define fellowship. Uh, fellowship, the word itself, means a friendly relationship among people, the relationship of people who share interests or feelings, a group of people who have similar interests. So that's pretty easy to put us in the boat, right? We have a very similar interest in Christ and who Christ is. That's our similar interest. So that should be, that should be the focal point and the center of our fellowship. Um, the Greek word koinonia is used 19 times in the New Testament and has been translated as other words besides fellowship. Um, and these words are pretty strong when you're talking about fellowship. That those, these words are contribution, sharing, and participation. Um, so fellowship isn't just getting together and hanging out. Fellowship is not just being together, it is doing together. Fellowship is not just physically sitting in this room. Fellowship is doing together as a family. If, if you take your family on vacation and you sit in a room and you don't interact, you don't do anything together, you might as well stay home. I mean, the point of vacation is to kind of get away from it all and get to know who your kids are, get to know who your family is, get to know who those people you're on vacation with. And if you don't interact at all, you're wasting your time. Uh, same thing for us. We need to come together to this fellowship to interact, to be a part of God's body. Um, so to get past 
superficial things to get past uh, the basic things. I'm going to talk a little bit about what we think fellowship is, what I thought fellowship was before I started to really study fellowship. And to me, fellowship was, um, you know, hey, Duke and Greg, they both like football. Come over to my house on Sunday, bring your families, we'll get some pizza, and we'll watch some football. That's fellowship, right? That's a bunch of guys watching a football game. <laughs> that's all that is. It's, I mean, it, nothing wrong with it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But that's just a bunch of guys watching a football game with their wives in the other room saying, man, I can't wait for this thing to get over. <laughs> um, that's, that's all it is. And we need to understand that fellowship is, it's focused. It's focused. It's, it's focused on Christ and who Christ is. It's not just hanging out. Hanging out is the beginning. All right, that's the first blocks. You do need to hang out. You do need to get together. But you need to get beyond that. You need to get farther than uh, just a just a hangout, just a good time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but what makes it different? You know, if if we were all sitting there watching a football game, what what really makes us different from the guys at the bar watching a football game? You know, it's the same thing. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's the same thing. We're not set apart. We're not different. And there's no there's no difference in it if we don't somehow turn that focus to Christ. Um, Christian fellowship. I have a definition. If you guys have it up there. Christian fellowship isn't a certain way to do things. It's a relationship with the people in this church and all believers, Church Universal. It's a deep trusting, caring, and loving relationship that flows out of our love for Christ. We need to care for the people in this church and all believers, our place of fellowship. It's, it's so much farther than surface. All right, we, we tend to get comfortable with giving that fragment that I talked about early earlier, giving that little piece, uh, but not really sharing a whole lot, just to, just to kind of get to that surface and then say, okay, we kind of check that box and moving on. Excuse me. So in order to get there, what do we, what do we need to do? <clears throat> you know, to enjoy Jesus through fellowship, what do, what do we need to do? So we're going to go back to our text. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Uh, let us consider how to stir one another up. Let's just take those three words. Let us consider. Okay, if you consider something, you, you ponder it, you plan it, you're thinking about it. Okay, you're not just haphazardly saying, you know, let's do this, throw our cards on the table, and this is what's going to happen. You're actually making a plan, a purpose, a goal. All right, so... We need to consider, we need to plan how we're going to do it. It can't just be something like, you know, we were talking about earlier, let's go watch that football game together. That's just a hangout. That's fine, but it's just a hangout. It's not, it's not a plan for fellowship. It's not, we're not purposing to bring our brothers and sisters in and talk about who Christ is and share with one another in that manner. Um, making a plan, uh, it's difficult. It's not easy. There's no real roadmap. There's, you know... Um, as Ryan and Jer spoke about, you know, reading the Word and praying, uh, that's something that's probably a little bit easier, but very difficult at the same time. Uh, it's hard for us to discipline ourselves. Uh, to, to make this plan and to really consider fellowship, uh, there's a lot of other pieces to the puzzle. It's not just you and the Word. It's just not you and the prayer. It's, it's you and Chris or it's you and whomever. You've got to get together. You've got to pull that person in. And, and, and they need to have that same plan, because if they don't want anything to do with you, then you've got another problem. <laughs> um, 
because sometimes that happens. You know, we make these great plans, but the other person's not in at all. Uh, so, you know, I kind of, I kind of likened it to it. You know, it, it's we need a map, we need a roadmap, we need a plan. So, you know, it's really easy for us to to break out this thing here. I just, we just drove three of us that are here, myself and two others, just drove back from North Carolina, and we, you know, we got on Google Maps and we found the best way and we saw the red and we're jumping off, we're jumping on, we're missing all the traffic, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to navigate and have the best plan possible to get here. And that's really easy. It's really, it's, you know, if, if we wanted to, you know, say, hey guys, you know, the 10 of us are gonna run to New York today, we're gonna have 10 guys with 10 different plans on how to get there and who's gonna get there the fastest. And it's gonna take you like five minutes. It's not gonna take long to do, to make that plan, but you're gonna make that plan before you travel, okay? So we're trying to travel somewhere in Christ and we're doing it very haphazardly. We're not really, we're just, we're just showing up. Um, you know, if I asked you what your plan for fellowship was, it's going to be blank. That's, that's what I would have done. If you said, you know, if Brett would have came to me and said, you know, how do you fellowship? What's your plan for fellowship? I'd have been like, I don't know. I'm here. <laughs> uh, it's a good step. <laughs> it's a good step. But I mean, beyond that, there was, no, there was no real thought process put into it whatsoever. None. Um, we need to make a plan. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'd have been the same way, but we're, we are all together in this community. This is our church family. This is who we are. This is our primary place. So we need to plan on coming together for fellowship. We need to plan on coming together with Christ as the center. Not, you know, we, we talk about all the other things in our world, but not about Jesus. I'm very guilty of that. You know, how's your job? How's your kids? How's this? You know, that, the other. You know, we, we tend to try to push that piece aside. Um, like I said, I'm in the same boat. We need to, Christ needs to be first. You're here for a sole reason, a sole purpose, and that is Christ alone. Uh, David Matthias had this to say about it. Um, God has given us each other in the church, not just for company, not just to chase away loneliness and lethargy, but to be to each other an indispensable means of his divine favor. We are, for each other, an essential element of the good work God has begun in us and promises to bring to completion. Uh, without one another, without each other, we can't have that plan. Without each other, we're not going anywhere. Um, there is no bone on your own Christianity. It doesn't work. Uh, Brett's talked about it many times. That's a whole other thing to talk about, but it doesn't work. You can't be a closet Christian. You're going to fall apart. The other, the other part of fellowship in making a plan is, is pretty brief, but you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared to enter into that fellowship. Um, if somebody picks up the phone and calls me and says, hey, you want to go do this, that, or the other, you know, you need to make it a plan and make it a purpose and be prepared to do it. You can't just go and show up. Like, it's kind of like showing up to church on Sunday and just hanging out. Uh, you have to actually mentally prepare yourself, pray yourself, have read the word, have all those building blocks in place and be prepared to fellowship. All right, so the second part of our text, back to our text, is how to stir up one another to love and good works. How, how do we do that? So, so we're making a plan to fellowship. We're also making a plan to stir people up to love and good works, because we can stir people in all kinds of directions, all right? And we need to stir people to one direction, um, to love and good works. 
um, and encourage one another. Another big part of that is encourage one another. If your tongue is encouraging and you're spurring people into love and good works, you're doing what God has commanded. If you're not, then you got a whole separate set of issues that we can talk about later. <laughs> um, Hebrews 3.13 says, encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So as long as it's today, which is every day, we need to encourage one another. All right, so we need to check our tongues and check our thoughts and check what we say and check what we post on Facebook and check what we Twitter and check what we email and all that kind of stuff and make sure that we are encouraging one another daily. It's so important that our plan is a good plan, that our plan is not a bad plan. Uh, why do we need to be encouraged? Um, you know, everybody here is a Christian. Everything should be great and wonderful, right? Nobody has any problems. <laughs> uh, we need to be encouraged because we live in a broken world. All right? Everything calls us towards selfishness and despair. Sin steals joy. Our bodies break down. Our plans fail. Our dreams die. Our resolves weaken and our perspective dims. All right? It's hard. This, this Christian walk is hard. It's difficult. Um, things happen to you physically, mentally, uh, you get self-absorbed, self-focused, you, you really get twisted around really, really fast. Um, so along with being in the Word and praying, we need to encourage one another. Um, and if you're in the Word and you're praying, you're going to be an encouragement because you're going to be able to say, hey, you know, I just read Philippians 4 yesterday, and it was really good. Have you ever read that? Have you ever thought about that? Um, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. It can be very basic and very simple. Just a very simple encouragement. A very small word of encouragement can go so far. Um, when encouragement is absent from the church, people feel uninvolved, unloved, um, useless, forgotten. Um, if you're not, you know, if, if we're not encouraging one another, and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I do summer camp, uh, as you guys probably know, there's always, every year, there's one or two or three or ten kids that don't feel like they're part of the group. All right, so you got a kid, you got everybody else over here, and you got this one kid over here, or two kids over here. It happens in different groups, different days. And, you know, you're like, what's going on? Well, I'm homesick. He's not homesick. He's not etched into that group for whatever reason. So you need to find out why he's not etched into that group. You know, when they're kids, it's kind of like, oh, this is easy. You know, I'll just, you know, hey, buddy, come on. You know, you know, and you get them all encouraged and riled up, and you get them happy, you get them excited. You put them over there with that group, and 99% of the time, you don't hear anything else about little Bobby having any problems because now he's part of what's going on. Um, same thing happens here. You know, if we're not seeing that, if we're not saying, you know, hey, you know, I see that you're struggling with, or, you know, hey, what's going on, or just, just seeking those people out that are, that are on the outside looking in, um, we're, we're kind of failing. And to those people who think they're on the outside looking in, you also need to seek ways to come in and do things and find things that you can do, because the doors are open, the arms are open. Um, I want to speak a little bit about applying the word now. 
like I'm missing a slide. I did miss a slide. I had a page stick together, guys. So we're going to, we're not going to do that. We're going to back up one second. Um, last part of the verse is not neglecting to meet together. Um, we tend to want to stay home, not come to church, uh, listen on the internet, because no offense, Brett, there's a lot of really cool guys on the internet. You know, you can listen to John Piper or somebody who's probably a hair smarter than Brett. Probably not much, though. Brett's a smart dude. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not discouraging Brett. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of good content, a lot of good things that we could do, and we could just say, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm going to read the Word, and I'm going to pray, and, and I'm going to stay home. So you got, you got two things right, and you got one thing really, really wrong. Um, you, need to, you need to come to be with the fellowship of believers. You need to show up. You need to be here. Uh, David Matthias had this to say about it. Um, we were made for more than private devotions. As nice as it can be to tuck ourselves away in some nook and cranny, all by ourselves or lonesome, and read the scriptures we want to read, pray the prayers we prefer, play the songs we like, and memorize the verses we pick, fast from fruit when it's convenient, as important it is to pursue a regular rhythm of private worship in these personal disciplines, this is not the pinnacle of our Christian life. Um, we tend to want to be selfish. Uh, our, day, our day is dr driven towards me and what I'm doing and, and telling the world about what you're doing um, and not necessarily thinking about those people around you. Uh, we, we get really wrapped up in ourselves and we have a tendency to want to do that in our Christian walks as well. It's just get wrapped up in, in what we're doing and, and who we are and forget about all the Christians around us. Uh, you know, we've we talked about these these other things, reading the word and praying. Um, I really honestly believe that all these things go hand in hand. They're all together. Like you can you can be really good at one and, and really bad at another, but you have to try all of them. Um, you have to you have to read the word. You have to get in the word. You have to get in front of God and say, okay, I'm going to do this. As difficult as it, difficult as it may be for you, you have to focus on reading the word. You have to focus on praying. And then you have to take this, this energy and charge that you have and bring it into this body, into this fellowship, and come together in fellowship. Uh, and you're going to be bad at it. You know, let's it's, it's be honest. Um, there's going to be times when you're bad at all three of these things. There's going to be times when you're really good at all three of these things. Uh, you just need to understand that. Um, there's going to be times when I try to, try to really open up and fellowship with somebody, and you know, that guy turns around and says, you know what Scott did? Uh, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. There's going to be times when, you know, you're bad at it, when they're bad at it, uh, whatever it is. But God asked us to do it. God called us to do it. And I guarantee you that you will be more blessed from it than hurt from it. Um, I believe that this body, this church, this Sunday morning meeting, is the most important thing we do uh, as far as fellowship is concerned. We, we want to talk about fellowship in so many lights and you know, hanging out and doing this and having a fellowship lunch and 
you know, meeting this Friday for an ice cream social and all that kind of stuff, that, that's a beginning, that's a step of fellowship, and it's a great thing to do. But when we come into this meeting, when we're here on Sunday morning, we are focused. We are focused, laser point focused on Christ. And that is what we're called to be. When we're, when we're fellowshipping, the fellowshipping is supposed to be in Christ, in Jesus. In Christ alone is where our fellowship sits, not in all these other things. These all the other things can help us facilitate it, but we need to focus on Christ and who Christ is in fellowship. And that's where my perspective changed. My perspective was, hey, I'm hanging out with whomever. Good? Whomever it is. You know, I'm hanging out. I'm having fun with whomever it is. But it never got past that. It never got beyond that point. And we're called to really fellowship with one another. Let's talk a little bit about applying this, about bringing this together um, to something that we can actually do. It's not, a, it's not an easy thing. It's a, I think it's pretty lofty to, to, try to, to try to do it, but at the same time, it's pretty basic. Um, Jesus has called us to fellowship. He knows that it strengthens us. He knows that through the blood of Christ, through Christ and Him crucified, it's going to make us stronger. We are here to encourage one another, to bring one another up. Um, I, I'm really hoping that I'm not making you guys feel bad about fellowship because I kind of felt bad when I read my own thing about fellowship. Um, we are here to, in Christ, come together. All right? it's, it's through Christ, through Christ crucified, that we are able to enter into any kind of relationship with one another in fellowship. If it wasn't for what he did, we would be wasting our time. This Sunday morning meeting would be a waste of time. So we need to make sure that you understand that everything is through the gospel of Christ. Any kind of fellowship we enter is through the gospel of Christ. Um, all right, understand that fellowship is more than a hangout. All right, you're going to need to plan and purpose. You're going to need to come up with that plan. Um, I am fortunate. I'm going to give you a little thing that I'm able to do that anybody in here could do, and it wasn't my idea, but I was, I was asked to come. Uh, there are a group of men in this church that I meet with. We meet once a month. We make it, a, we make it our purpose to get together once a month. All right, we, we get together, uh, we, we pray, we talk about what's going on. Um, we, we may or may not read scripture. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um, it's focused on, you know, what we're doing, what's going on, you know, and it's, it's very real. Like I could go to these guys and tell them anything and I understand that that anything is staying right there. Uh, but if we didn't plan, if that wasn't a plan that was made to say, hey, we are going to do this, we are going to purpose to set apart this once a month Monday night for a couple hours, if we didn't make that plan, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen naturally. Uh, it wouldn't happen if we just went over to such and such house and hung out. We would never get to that level. But we purposed and planned to say, hey, this is where we want to go, and this is what we want to do, and this is where we want to be. And we're able to do that. And it has been a blessing to my life. Um, the guys that are part of that may not realize it 100%, but it's been a blessing to my life. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that usually has a whole lot to say in that setting. Um, but if I do, it's well received and well heard. And it's a blessing to my Christian walk, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, the second thing that we can do, and, and you guys can do that. You guys can 
set apart a time, you can find a group, you can, you can figure something out that you're going to be able to really fellowship and really get to know who somebody is. But kind of what I said before, you need to make sure that that other person is focused on that. Um, second thing you do is come to our meeting on time. And this is Church Universal. Uh, every church I've ever attended, nobody shows up on time. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. I'm, I, am, I am as guilty as anybody here, so please don't think I'm saying that you guys don't show up on time. Because I, you know, I planned and purpose to make sure I was here early because I was speaking today. Next week I'll probably be five minutes late. Alright? I'm not going to lie. Um, but we need to plan and purpose. We need to say, hey, we're going to come Sunday morning. We're going to be here at 9.50 because we want to get a cup of coffee. And then we want to find a seat. And, and I want to talk to Brother Kelby for five minutes. Okay? Before service starts. So I need to be here early. All right, so, if, so hopefully if you try to get here at 10 now and you get here at 10, 10, if you try to get here at 9.50, maybe you get here at 10. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, hard to, it's, it's a very simple thing, but it's hard to get out of the house. It's hard to, you know, you, you, you figure everything out and then all of a sudden you're 10 minutes late. Um, make it a focus, make it a plan. And, and, and when you get here, plan to participate. Plan to participate. I mean, you're carrying all the crap from the week in here on Sunday morning and hopefully you're leaving it all here and you're walking out fresh and renewed, um, make sure that you participate. You come in, you're ready, you're here to worship, you're here to listen, you're here to get charged up because you have to go back out next week and do it all again, whatever, whatever your daily grind is. So be ready to participate, be ready to get engaged, to be part of what's going on at church. Um, make time in your schedule for other functions. Uh, make time in your schedule. You know, if you show up on Sunday morning, amen, that's great. We love that you're here. Uh, I guarantee you that God blesses that. I guarantee you that God will bless you more if you can make one of these home groups that Brett had up here this morning. Um, kind of threw me a softball. I was picking on them earlier. But you have, all these, you have all these other things going on in church. You have uh, home groups. You have this family game night coming up. You have camp, you have the Easter egg hunt, there's so many different things that you can get engaged in, that's just a, like a small thing that just flew through my mind. Um, there's so many things you can get engaged in, so many things you could do to be active in this church, and God will bless you for being active in the church. Um, and and this is the hardest one. I think it is anyway, and it shouldn't be, but I, I really think it is my last, my last point, but encourage one another. Encourage one another. Um, I don't know why it's weird for us, or maybe it's just me. It's weird for me to walk up to Kelby and say, hey, dude, you did a great job with X, Y, Z. I don't know why. I don't know why, you know, my blackened heart doesn't like to do that, but it, it doesn't for some reason. Um, we need to get past that, and we need to be an encouragement. And I'm going to pick on Tom a little bit this morning because I told him I was already. Um, not really pick on him, but what tends to happen in my experience, and, and I know that none of you guys have done this, so you're all exempt. Okay, so just, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the guilty party. Okay, I'm gonna go to Tom this Sunday morning. Tom, you did a great job. You did awesome, man. You really, you really hit it out of the park, man. That, you know, Mark was on point, Renee was on point, Lydia was singing her, her heart out. You did an awesome job, it was great. Everything you did was perfect, except except that third song you sung, where did you, who, who picks these songs? Did Brett pick that song? Because he has a musical talent, we know that. 
Who picks these songs? Who, where do they come from? Do you, I don't hope you don't pick these songs, Tom, because that had to come from somebody else, because you did a great job. I mean, everything you did was perfect. I don't know who picks these songs. I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, everything was great. I really appreciate everything you do. Now, what does Tom walk away? How does Tom really walk away? Is Tom encouraged by me walking up and saying something? Or is Tom discouraged, or does Tom just think I'm a, a goofball? That's what Tom would do, because that's Tom. I know Tom well enough to say, yeah, whatever, dude. That's what Tom, that's what Tom would do. <laughs> but that's what we tend to want to do. We tend to want to interject our own thoughts in an encouraging way. And no encouragement is taken out of that whatsoever, none. There's no encouragement whatsoever that's taken from that. Um, you, you, need to, you need to think about it like, you know, you need to flip the script and say, okay, if somebody was to encourage me that way, how would I feel? All right, um, simple thing, short, sweet, easy. Tom, worship was great today, thank you. That, that's, that's it, that's all it needs to be. It needs to be short, simple, sweet, and easy. Um, there's so many times that I've been encouraged by people who have no idea that they encouraged me. They didn't necessarily set it out, but they were just in tune with Christ and God and fellowship and what's going on. They were just in tune, they were like, you know, hey, this really went great. You know, like there's things at summer camp, for instance, that I thought were awful because I tend to be my worst critic. And they were like, man, that really, really great. I wish we hope we do that again. I'm like, really? Um, yeah, really? I don't think we should do that again. Um, but just it's small things. It's just that small encouraging word. Just simple, easy. It doesn't have to be long, drawn out, thought out, and go on and on. getting rained on. Um, that's really about it. I just want to leave you, I'm going to leave you with the thought that this is something we all need to work at. We all need to strive for. It's not going to happen overnight. It's just like the plan with reading the word. It's just like the plan of prayer. It's something else that we need to plan out. It's something we need to purpose ourselves towards. We need to really think about it how we're gonna do it, how it's gonna work for us. It's gonna work a little different for everybody. Um, but we need to make it a focal point in our Christian walk where it tends not to be. At least it's not for me and those of you guys who it is, come teach me. Because um, it's, it's not for me. It's really not. I mean, I, I like people. I honestly do. I like people too much. My wife sometimes goes crazy because I'll have like 20 people at the house at a time. Um, but to make it a focal point to be more than just hanging out and getting together, it, it, needs, it needs to be, it needs to be finding out where people are, finding out where people are in Christ, encouraging one another in Christ, encouraging one another in their daily walk, and, and pushing them forward. Um, I've talked for a lot longer than I thought. Uh, I would like to pray, and then I would like to close this with a benediction. Father God, I, I thank you for Favorite Christian Church. I thank you, Lord, for all the, the families represented here, and I thank you, Lord, for the family of Christ represented here. And I pray, Lord, that we would be able to uh, truly plan and purpose to fellowship, Father. I pray, Lord, that we could get past all the things that we think are in our way, Lord, that we get past ourselves most of the time, Lord, that we would be willing to give up all of us and all of who we are for one another. In Jesus' name. You guys want to stand up? <laughs> I would like to leave you with this. Uh, it's Romans 15, 5 through 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Jesus Christ that together 
you may with one voice glorify the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. For more teachings and resources, please visit www.brcc.church.